0: Hello,
1: everyone, and welcome to Griplock Foundation Disc Golf's weekly podcast. I'm Hunter, joined as always by Trevor and Connor. Hey, Hunter. We're getting dangerously close to the season. It's dangerous. Yeah. dangerously close. Um, today's episode, we got, uh, we're got we going to kick it off with a little Patreon question of the week. Talk about this Macbeth versus Wysocki survey that came out. A little Drew Gibson leak Twitter thread. Um, good question for you all that you'll just hear when I ask it. And we're going to cool. round it out with a little Disc Golf Shark Tank. Yeah! The moment you've all been waiting for. But first... A word from sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Foundation Disc Golf's monthly subscription box. That's right. You want a way to try new discs? Yeah. You want a way to try new discs each month? Yeah. You want a way to try new discs each month and expand your bag? Well, I've got just the thing. The monthly subscription box from Foundation Disc Golf provides you with three premium discs and a swag item each month delivered right to your door for only $45. For example, last month, Brody Smith picked out some of his go-to discs on tour, and each subscriber got a signed UltraStar as a bonus as well. Each box has a theme and comes with a card that explains what the box contains and what to expect out of the discs on the course or in the field, so you can head over to FoundationDiscs.com and search the word box to get signed up today. All right, let's kick it off with a Patreon question
0: of the week. That's I like timely. this segment. I think it's very fun
1: pretty timely um if you're not aware patreon or Heiser club you can find it at patreon.com slash foundation disc golf we have a weekly podcast called the mailbag over there it's the only place that we do guaranteed weekly q a's you ask a question over there we get deep we get personal or sometimes we get surface level and not that (laughs) deep it depends on the question um sometimes man but this one i thought was a pretty good question pretty timely after friday's release david kopfer wanted to know how expensive will the six claws get right after Paul wins a seventh world title. The main reason I wanted to ask this this is because this is different than how Trevor was answering the question. The question wasn't how expensive will the six claws get eventually. It was right after Paul wins a seventh. I definitely Mm. answered
2: that part first. He didn't. I answered that and then I said if you want to fact check us, you're gonna try to, to, to pay it. I literally <laughs> answered it. I said like probably like a hundred bucks, and then I was like Look up the five times. And then I said, Here's my advice to you, and I said you should hold on to it. That's well, that's how I answered the question. A lot of,
1: and then I said, Why don't you say it to the podcast now that they can hear? <laughs> Listen, man. Versus alluding to stuff that's behind a paywall.
2: You're ridiculous. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, discraft
1: Look up the five, five time
2: five claw.
1: I don't think the five claws are going for much. I could be completely wrong.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I can buy, uh, looks like you can already buy the six claw at retail. Like, so those are already, not. well,
1: some of those might just be retailers listening on eBay.
2: Yeah, it is. Um, let's see here. Wow. It's really, it's really crowded. Okay. Here's a five claw buzz for 120 listed. Let's go to sold items. Yeah, let's get a sold because that will definitely help us out.
1: Sold versus listed. Because I could get a list of Five Claw Buzz for $16,000 on That's either. true.
2: Nothing's uh, stopping you. Stop you not okay. Even so somebody sold a set, a Five Claw set of the limited white with gold ones for only $185 for the oh, Five Claw. Yeah. So that's not looking yeah. good. 70 bucks for a Buzz.
1: I would say the Four Claw, I think the key is how good or bad the stamps look.
2: That's definitely yeah. part of it. So 80 the Five bucks bucks for Claws fours?
1: weren't that.
2: Well, that's a Four Claw.
1: The Five <laughs> <Four's> Claws <laughs> just weren't that aesthetically pleasing yeah. the six claws that said mcbeast in the middle are kind of give or take the six claw that are like the luna malta yeah. athena I mean, here's a five that for $40. has 40 just the six claws on them those mm. will those will be worth a pretty penny you're not, you're not gonna
2: be able to bank on anything crazy that's here's why what i told say. everybody just hold on to these things
1: here's what i'll say if you want guaranteed bang for your buck sell now if you have a sick one if you have, like, a white one or a black one or something, or if you got one of those dealer gold ones or uh, glow ones, and you want guaranteed bang for your buck, your best bet is this week. Because after he wins seven, you know, it just is going to depend on the market how much do they like the six claw. And you're also banking that he wins seven. Because if not, you're going to have to wait for him also, to Also, the
2: problem is, too, it's, like, with circulation, four claw was definitely the one that they made the least of. Um, oh, by far, yeah. Like, so, like, now they're making more and more each time, and like the demand is being met these days it wasn't back then necessarily um or like when new people jumped into the sport like the foreclaws there wasn't enough for them to like go back and get so like that's something you have to consider as well as like from now on, until there's a huge boom in the sport, they're going to be aiming to meet demand because they know that people will buy them at, at retail. So you lose a little bit of collectability there. The only way, and this is right back to what I said on the mailbag, is the only way you're going to still have collectability is if you don't throw these discs. Like you keep them mint for a long time because years and years down the road... If you have one that has never been thrown, then that will be somewhat rare, but there will be a ton in circulation that a lot of people will just choose to throw them probably.
1: Or if you have a sick one, you could probably flip it this week for like 50, 60 bucks at least.
2: It just depends. Do you, you want a quick buck or do you want to potentially have something special about it? Do you want to have something cool in like 10 years? Be like, yeah, I have a six claw that's never been thrown. You know, it's up to you. you know? Two different types of people. Do you way. want to ruin your life? You know, it's up to you. Or not ruin your life. Mm-mm, it'd be ruined. I double checked. Mm.
0: Mm. Right, I, me... I figured out. I looked through my collection mm-hmm. and found my Four Claw Zone. Um, it's like lightly used. Like it's like it's, it's definitely worthless. See what you what I mean? All right, well, it also has ridiculous. my name and Sharpie on the back of it. That <laughs> doesn't help. not <laughs> What color, do what color that. is it?
2: It's green. With that being said, if, I have a lot of respect for people who just buy those discs and just throw them into their bag, zero hesitation, because. Like, this first zone your I best had. your best bet to get out of a disc is just to throw it and enjoy it But <laughs> well,
1: then at that point just buy a esp zone
2: Well, but it looks cooler and also you have that I like having that shock value of being like they're like Oh my gosh, you're throwing that
0: I bought that one because That's I wanted fun. to try a zone and it was the only zone That was at played again. That's fair. Same reason why I have a Star Wars buzz.
1: That's fair. The four claws was the um disc release that like kind of launched foundation Mm. That was like one of our. I don't want to say it's the first disc we got in, but I think it was. I think. Four
2: Claw? Mm hmm. When did Five Claws come out?
1: After he won his fifth world title in 2019.
2: I was going to say, because I wasn't even here for Five Claws.
1: No. The Four Claw, because his fourth time he won with Innova, obviously, in 2015. Mm -hmm. They came out with Four Claws as his initial discraft signing release. So it was years after he won his. It was three years after he won. His fourth world title yeah um and that was when foundation started it was when paul first went to Discraft, and so what our first um i think it was i think it i think it literally was the disc that like the first thing we had on our site that and first run souls came out at the same time and the first run raptor i think came out at the same time mm. yeah um and so those are like some of the first discs we had on our site uh that and trilogy was all we had at the time
2: uh, if you want to if you want to dominate the collector's market in like in a not super long term like you had to be like when sextons were coming out or when those four claws were coming out you had to just buy like 10 of them and just forget they exist for a few years and then those would have like turned you crazy profit i mean there was a time where like if you if you had the foresight to be buying 2015 2016 even 2017 sextons brand new and have them for like 2020 or 2021 i mean you could have made 10 grand like it got crazy there for a bit. Well, I think crazy.
1: that's also part of what made the four claws so collectible. Now that I'm thinking back, is it was Paul's first yeah. disc with Discraft.
2: It it was the being the first of those claw discs, it will always be the most valuable as just how it works. Cuz I
1: forgot that they didn't make that cuz he won his fourth world the, title f- until first, I just was talking about it.
2: The first one and then the value of those discs will go up way down the line whenever they're um Whenever the claws are for sure done being made, that'll bump the value Do they make of them? a
1: seven claw if yeah. he wins a seven? Oh, absolutely they will. At some point, the claws are going to be too much.
2: They'll figure out
1: something. <laughs> well, like seven <laughs> it's claws. It's just going like, to be a stripe you... they'll, they'll
2: start crossing them over or something. They well, should have oh, done that with cool. three. <laughs> Could have, yeah. I liked. I mean, I thought the three calls looked dark, or the six call looked okay.
1: I I wasn't a huge fan of the one that says McBeast in the middle. I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like that one. But the clean one of the like Macbeth line. Yeah, I really like those. Yeah,
2: very sick. I my my whole thing, and just to like finish my thought is like Macbeth. There are certain people. Like it's tough to know the disc golf collectors market, and it the disc golf collectors market has really yet to take on what other sports collectors markets looks like yet because it's very like instant gratification even maybe the sport is young so like a long-term sell at this point might be i don't know eight years you know if it's like an early sexton um and there's not really a lot of people out there on at least online looking for the really old stuff like old history stuff but as disc golf progresses i think that'll become more popular There'll be more collectors who want to get the original things they want to complete their collections and Macbeth is a name that will never go away in our sport I mean, at least for a very, very long time because he's like, I mean, he's won too many things. So in my mind, if you hold on to Macbeth stuff right now, there will be a lot of... Thinking about, any, about how many Paul fans there are right now, those guys are, some of them are going to turn into collectors down the road and they're going to want to have all the different Macbeth things. They're going to want to have the Innova stuff. They're going to want to have like, oh, remember when they did the Macbeth disc golf, April Fool's Destroyers? They're going to want those. They're going to want all the claws, yeah. each one in the set, every disc. Like, So there will be value in having discs tied to somebody like Paul.
0: Yeah,
1: for sure. Future. That's actually a great segment into this survey. So, Ulti World, if you haven't been following along with what Ulti World's been doing this offseason, they put out this fandom survey. Uh, I'm not sure how many people responded to it. Um, I don't know if they've ever. I think in one of the first ones, it's called the survey itself and who took it. it probably says it in there. But regardless, it kind of gives you like a overview of at least Ulti World's audience, but the disc golf audience in general to a certain extent.
2: When I retire, one last thought. Okay. I'm so sorry. When I retire. <laughs> I'm gonna spend all of my old person money on discs. I think, like just like old discs. Like, I want to be the guy who has like a library of them. There's this guy on TikTok who has like this rare books collection. I see all the time, and I'm gonna be like that, but with discs. I'm have a vault. That's very fun. That'd be very fun. You'd be a very fun old guy to someone who likes disc golf.
0: Yep.
1: To everyone else, you'd be a weird old guy.
2: That's okay. Anyway, All right, so
1: if you haven't been following along, what Old Thrill has been doing is they put out this fandom survey, right? And they basically surveyed their audience um, to give a general answers on where people stand on a bunch of stuff in disc golf. So their articles so far, we haven't covered any of them up to this point, I believe. Um, which pros do we root for and against? How fans see disc golf part one and two? How gender affects who we root for? How height, introversion, extroversion, and age correlate with who fans root for? But then this one I found very interesting, which was the fandom survey of Paul Macbeth versus Ricky Wysocki. And I have a few different notes. Um, one of them correlates a lot to what Trevor was just saying, but I'll get to that in a second. The first one I thought was fascinating is, um, and so they have this like little, I forget what these charts are called, but essentially it has like one to 10 for Macbeth across the top, one to 10 for Waisaki across the left. And it basically mm-hmm. was like the answer, it's a matrix below. That's what it says right here, matrix and below is where it is in the article. So. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's a matrix below.
1: Uh But essentially, on the survey, don't screen peek, man. Let me tell you. I need to visualize. My guy. um, Basically, what happened is like on the survey, it said like how much of a fan of Ricky are you? How much of a fan of Paul are you? Uh And everyone answered these questions on a scale of one to ten. The thing that I found the most interesting was the people who. I'm not showing it to you, Trevor. Let me. I need to visualize as you're talking. The people who, the people who gave Paul tens. Fifty-one people gave Paul ten and Ricky one, whereas Mm -hmm. only. 17 people gave Ricky 10 and Paul one. So what it basically showed is of scale, more people love Paul and dislike Rick than people who love Rick and dislike Paul. That makes sense to me.
2: I think that's because the Paul fandom is a is a stronger fandom in the sense that they only dislike Rick because they like Paul because yep. that's how I was for yep, when I got into I disc golf. Well. Is I didn't really know anything about Rick that much, Me like neither, I but I hated his guts. Yeah, I didn't have any like opinion of like oh I don't like Rick like he's a bad guy like that was certainly not anything I ever thought. Um, and Nick, these days I, you know, I'm, I'm, I've, I root for Rick quite often. Like I think Rick is a, a good player. Yeah. Literally um, the exact
0: same. I rooted hard. But, against yeah. I Rick.
2: rooted against him because I used to root for Paul like so hard. And that's like a part of, that's like, that's how, you know, you have a really strong fandom is like when, and that happened, that's like, that's a very much a golf effect where like there is a lot of golfers that people like, but if Tiger Woods was up against, um, any of them, like it, it was always like that guy trumped all. Like I'm rooting against whoever they're playing against. So the same in disc golf where it was like I would root for a lot of different guys, but if you were the opposition to my favorite player, I'm rooting against you. And Rick happened to always be the opposition, so that's where that comes from. Um, I think that that will slowly probably start to shift as people like if that, as that era of just those two always being to head to head. Um, which maybe that era will never go away in their careers, but you know to some extent. Uh, as that kind of subsides, but I don't know, that's that's how I see that, because I also think that Ricky is maybe a little more polarizing, I don't know, I feel like Paul is like a pretty generically likable player, like doesn't do anything that is like that shocking, I guess Rick doesn't either, I don't know, Rick's a little more goofy, he does the ice bass. <laughs> I don't know. Rick's not super polarizing either. So I, yeah, I guess it's just the fandom thing. Yeah, I think so.
1: So we got some other answers for you too. The There's segmental preferences. So essentially what this chart I'm about to read shows is it takes like the average of people's fandom scores and then shows how far above or below the average different segments of people are. Okay. So essentially the silent slash boomer generation is... Um, likes Ricky 1.11 more than the average player and Paul 0.69 more than the average. Gen X likes Ricky 0.27 more. Right? No, Well, no. We're on the cusp of millennial or Gen Z.
2: Oh, Gen Z, that's right. Um,
1: well, y'all are Gen Z. I'm on the cusp. It depends on which one you look at. I identify as a millennial. Come oh after me. Oh my gosh, um, so gross. <laughs> <laughs> I only said that again or Trevor. I again. played Sega, so well, I'm well, a millennial. Trevor's general Zer, little, uh Little kid here. Um Gen You're X No, nah, I'm millennial. Gen X is <laughs> By .27 every definition that exists. to favor Rick and 0. .9 more than average to Paul. Millennials the first time we see this flip where millennials below average but basically right at the average cuz .06 below Dang, for dude. Rick, 0. .04 below for Paul. So you dislike For them both. us millennials. Um, for y'all Gen Zers, we have Rick <laughs> at y'all dislike Rick 0. .28 and you prefer Paul point zero five zero five more. So essentially, you're right on the dot with Paul. Now, Those this is the one. nothing to me. This is the one I find really interesting.
2: <laughs> I am going to slap you if you keep <laughs> looking at my screen. I'm not trying to like get ahead. I'm trying to visualize what you're telling uh, me as is, your co-host. You fricker. <laughs>
1: let me tell you the information, and I want your reaction to the information. <laughs> I don't want you to look down below what I'm about to read. Okay, people who started curious. following disc golf between 1976 to 2008. Okay. Prefer. Are more fandom towards Rick than Paul. Paul, they're right at even. Rick, they're point .51 that more. Surprise me. People who started following disc golf between two thousand nine and twenty fifteen are heavier Paul favorites, point seven three, point mm-hmm. one yeah. four, .14, more favorite of Rick. But both are higher than average answers um, for Paul and Rick. Starting following disc golf between twenty sixteen to twenty nineteen, which is the Rick era, mm-hmm. if you think about it. Negative 0.1 to Rick, 0.07 to Paul. Yeah. It's so actually more in fan and of Paul. Paul was
2: still the most influential though.
1: Started era. following pro disc golf in 2020. So okay. kind of the start of the COVID boom. Uh-huh. Negative 0.25 to Rick, negative 0.01 to Paul. So basically right on average, Paul, slightly below average to Rick. Mm-hmm. This is the one that I found very fascinating. Started following pro disc golf between 2021 and 2022. So the completion of the COVID boom. Yeah. 0.17 towards Rick. Negative 0.78 to Paul.
2: Mm, so a little, there's a, a
1: shift there. Yeah. So people who are just getting into disc golf are least fit, less favored toward Paul and leaning more towards Rick than people who got well, into disc golf years previously. It's based
2: on their average scores, though. And was Paul's average score higher or lower than Rick's to start with? That's important.
1: It, well, Paul's, I think, overall is a little bit higher.
2: Right. So the, so they're, basically what's happening is not Paul falling behind, but them evening out, which I think makes sense.
1: Well, people leaned more towards Rick than any other era in 2021 and 2022. People just got in disc golf.
2: They didn't lean more towards Rick. They leaned more the same Than as any Paul. other
1: era. They leaned more in favor of Rick than any other era.
2: Yeah. No, that makes sense for me. Okay. I think that makes sense. I, I think, think it makes sense to me. I think because I think this era is an era of, of a lot of balance in fandom. That's why. I, I don't see um, as many. And also you had Rick just move. So he also made headlines. He was in a helicopter, if you remember. <laughs> so I think that probably has something to do with it. Like, I think he was on a lot of people's radar. Um, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't surprise me a ton. I, I mean, I, I'm i surprised maybe the Paul fandom isn't a little more reflected. But yeah, I think that this era of disc golf, like if you just jumped in right now, there's a lot of people to choose from. So I, I don't... I think people were I think what it is is people are more neutral towards a lot of players maybe in this particular era because there's so many to choose from than being so like the further we get away like I said from like the Paul versus Rick thing being so constant the less polarizing people are going to be about those players they're just gonna be like oh yeah Rick's cool oh yeah Paul's cool like it's gonna be more of that mm-hmm. than like oh yeah Paul guy cannot stand Rick because he's always against Paul like it's not like that anymore so that I, I think that it's pretty, it's just evening out a lot across the board right now. You also have like, like there's so many people getting into disc golf these days via like Jomez. Like there's probably guys that are just like adore like the Sexton's and Yulies and, and Colings of the world. And, and like they showcase a lot of like, even they, they, they showcase a lot of guys like Kevin Jones, Heimberg, Lazat. Like there's a lot of players that are like really strengthening their fandom Um aside from just being dominant players.
1: So I think it's interesting you brought up the um, post-coverage slash live coverage, because that's also something they segmented out. So people who prefer live coverage answered negative 0.22 towards Rick and positive 0.28 towards Paul, whereas people who preferred post-produced coverage reacted positive 0.11 to Rick and negative 0.28 to Paul.
2: That's... Mm. Post-produced scumbags, man.
1: I don't know. Like that one's very. Interesting <laughs> that's tough to, me. to find the correlation. I would like there. to. Well, I would like to see like that's basically a correlation of like who is that audience.
2: Well, the, the question is here's the the question is uh well also basically here, ma- the this small segment of people that watch disc golf versus the majority of people that watches disc golf because like right now the people that are watching post-produced is the majority of people that watch disc golf.
1: They are they lean heavier towards Rick, right? The so that is interesting. But uh, well this is this thing in general kind of was interesting to me because. Uh, My perception of disc golf is probably current active fans. There's got to be almost a majority that started following disc golf between 2020 and 2022. Majority of active fans.
2: It'd be close, surely. Uh, I don't know about that. If you look at viewership, I don't know if that supports that. Like the amount of views that were being gotten years before that to now. Well, you're,
1: you're trying to factor in all of the people who watched years ago are still watching now versus brand new viewership.
2: Yeah, the amount of views doesn't tell you anything. I don't know, but disc golf—I don't think disc golf fans just drop the sport like it's hot too much.
1: But look at the increase of PDGA numbers in
2: recent years. Yeah, yeah, I would. I, yeah, you can't deny that. You don't think people who are paying for PDGA number are watching disc golf? I, I, you're throwing out numbers, but like, has the PDGA doubled? They've like
1: doubled or tripled in the last like three years. I don't PDGA know. membership.
2: Where are we? I don't even know what growth. we're at with the PDGA. We're like two hundred
1: and fifty thousand um let's see 2021 year-end demographic they have 2022 yet i don't think so so we have to look at the year-end demographic 2021 so the what am i looking at here took me to a weird part of it okay who's joining the pdga so 2020 there was i wish you could see farther back than 2020 because 2020 a lot of people joined too um, 44,000 people joined the PDGA in 2021 and 65,000 renewed in 2021, making 109,000 active members, whereas in 2020, there was 70,000 active members. That's pretty big growth. Membership growth, that's globally. I wish you could see. Let me look at 2020.
2: He's scrambling, he's scrambling.
1: you think that 40,000 out of a hundred thousand members being brand new isn't a massive growth
2: no it's a massive growth I and just, that's in 2020 that to 2021 wasn't, that wasn't the question you goober
1: yeah so since so in 2020 so there's a hundred thousand active members okay there's only a hundred thousand right now active members yes hmm, wow um well, as of 2022, 2022, uh, 2023, that hasn't come out yet. So going into 2022, there's so 100,000 active members. Like, didn't
2: like member number 100,000 happen like a mile
1: ago? I guess it's Member so number, number, number and active there. numbers are Whoa, not the same. Well,
2: of course, yes.
1: Because there's 240,000 PDJ numbers. Wow, so that that's
2: their ratio of retention?
1: Um, but So let me read you this. Mine, so, mine's
2: expired right now, I guess. I just <laughs> said, what, 44,000
1: members joined in 2020 to 2021? Yes. 26,000 joined in 2020. Okay. So of the 100,000 active members, mm-hmm. 70,000 of them.
2: But those, don't, those aren't necessarily active. Those joined. I bet, I would bet that a, a staggering amount of people that joined in 2020 are no longer active. Because I bet there was a ton of people that signed up for like one year because it was I'm just
1: saying chance. since 2020, there's 100,000. Yeah, active I members.
2: mean, there's, yeah, since there's
1: 2020, 70 some thousand have signed up in 2020 and 2021. Yeah. I think that supports what I was saying.
2: I'm, I'm not going to say it doesn't, but I'm just saying like, that's a little misleading because those, th- that doesn't mean 70,000 people are active. It could mean that 20,000 of them are active.
1: You think 50,000 of them joined and just didn't sign
2: back up? Could be. I would say the highest, I would say it's likely that the highest percentage of that, like maybe since the beginning of the sport was probably during COVID. Cause I bet there were so many people that signed up to play one tournament. Like that's just the nature of when you have a sport that grows really fast. Like it, I could see myself doing that. Signing up to play one event and then not renewing the next year. I've never
1: signed up to play one event. I'm doing the math is what I did.
2: Everybody was excited.
1: Play one event, you just cost you 10 bucks. Play five events, then you got to be a PG. People
2: want ratings, man. You know how it is.
1: Uh, Attribute preferences for Macbeth and Waisaki Back to this um attribute yeah so this is basically like why do you root for them so let me read mm, that's
0: what i was interested in uh hearing.
1: we asked respondents to rank attributes respect to their importance on when choosing who to root for one being the least important 10 being the most um this took their average fandom score of of respondents and gave them at attribute of of respondents who gave them an attribute of eight to ten meaning this was a very important for them so basically the people who said that this was the most important this is where they leaned versus rick or paul uh, they're a winner and or you're in all of what they're capable of. 0. 0.65 Paul, 0. 0.1 Rick. So heavy lean towards Paul. You enjoy their playing style. 0. 0.13 Paul, 0. 0.04 Rick. Pretty even there. They have aesthetically pleasing form. Negative 0. 0.04 Rick, 0. 0.48 Paul. Oh, that makes a heavily leaning Paul. Yeah. This one I found fascinating But not really, because they're basically even. But you like their personality, 0.05 leaning towards Rick, negative 0.09 leaning towards Paul. So more people lean towards Rick's personality than Paul. Mm -hmm. You think your values align with theirs. For example, their stated religious or political beliefs, negative both, 0.04 for Rick, negative 0.13 for Paul. You like their looks or personal style, 0.04 Rick, 0.25 Paul. They made a good first impression, 0.27 0.27 rick negative 0.03 paul <laughs> which is fascinating yeah i feel paul's like paul's out there not paul's making good first impressions paul like very quiet only. um they have a they have a presence vibe slash aura about them mm. basically the same 0.11 versus 0.06 they have a connection to where you are from or live now 0.31 rick negative 0.14 paul
2: that kind of surprises me because like, I'm assuming it's Paul's because Cali,
1: <laughs> but I'm assuming it's because Rick very like posts very much about like Ohio. Ohio. That's true. And he also posts a lot about South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So I think he like, a lot of people probably
2: don't even know where Paul's say he
1: takes a lot more like pride. not I want to say pride, but like he's louder about where he's from right. than Paul. Yeah. Right. So I think that's more where that comes from. And this is the final one. What they were like when you met them in person, 0. 0.43 towards Rick versus 0. 0.02 towards Paul. Dang, Paul. So basically, first impression and what they were like when they met you in person heavily lean toward Rick. It's
2: Paul, Paul just had like, a rough meet and greet. It's in there basically somewhere. just like
0: if you want, if you're following them because they're a professional athlete, then you like Paul because you like the way he dresses, you like like that kind of the, his form stuff like that. But if you're following them for personalities, you're following Rick because he's got a much louder personality than Paul does. You know, like yeah. we we These know days he does. Yeah, it. He didn't always. The thing
2: is, Rick. Yeah, Rick was used to be really quiet.
0: Yeah, Rick also true. used to suck that at interviews during
1: his yeah, uh, his momentum be, era.
2: He would always be kind of like nervous and stuff. But now, yeah,
1: no, he's he's turned the page. Yeah. I think it just shows the newer generation, the majority of people watching disc golf right now. Um, you know, they're just seeing a different side of Rick.
0: Yep, that's true.
1: This is also another interesting thing that happened on the professional disc golf side. We had Drew Gibson, who's been on the front page of a lot of stuff recently, with his leaky leaker as he calls it. Um, Stuff that's been going on with, you know, he's had Simon call him out on podcasts, um, which Simon wasn't directly calling him out, but people associated it directly to Drew. Mainly because, at least from what I saw, what Drew tweeted, the only thing I saw Drew tweet was Simon announcement coming tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I never saw him actually say, like, Simon to MVP. There's a few other people, Chris Clemens and Jordan Castro, that might as well have just said it. But they didn't. They were a little bit more like, alluding to stuff which was very obvious what they were alluding to that's the only way i figured anything out um was because of them but anyways drew gibson wrote this he called said leaky a thread this is the last i'll ever speak of this on social media so i want to get everyone's reaction are we to taking
2: this. are we taking bets on that by the way do you think this will be the last oh
1: well, this is the last he speaks of the simon thing on social media
2: are we taking bets on that
1: <laughs> i would think it's a because i mean it's kind of dead horse
2: now if i if i tweeted right now like something crazy like really baby. well, okay
1: can you like are we gonna be able to bet what we can
2: directly influence <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying like I, I don't yeah go ahead
1: i'll take you to court over that one uh drew said normal sports have rumors no one claims those people slash pages are a leaker Rory had a contract with Taylor May worth hundred million. And here's a golf page posting about him using a competitor equipment mid season. Not one comment crying about it. this is where golf monthly says Rory macro Rory McIlroy puts Titleist wedges in bag at Dubai. Desert Let's Classic. go like
2: one tweet at a time here. And I'll just, so for that tweet, yes, you are correct. However, the difference was, um, I bet, <laughs> bet Rory, I bet that didn't get out by Rory texting like a personal friend on tour. Um, so not he just compared his situation to something not the same continue
1: then he said I'm giving everyone the reality of quote unquote normal sports and how there is constant discussion even when it might be voiding a hundred million dollar deal I'm also informing without posting Simon's text that my last text to him was me pretty much saying you're staying with Discmania but the hype was real
2: I don't know what he's talking about once again he's talking about something that yeah like in in other sports yeah it's very present but it doesn't really change this situation was different (laughs) at least it seems that way
1: yeah i don't really know what he says and this one i'm, I'm also informing you without posting simon's text my last text to him was pretty much me saying you're staying but with disc mania but the hype was real i'm gonna get one of those screen covers that like you can only view from this angle <laughs> that, like if you look at it from any other angle it's just a black screen i wanted to read
2: what he said i don't i just read I, it to you i know i wanted to see how it's he a pet worded peeve it. of mine
1: i don't like when people are just like peeking <laughs> over my shoulder
2: then, like, I'm gonna need the, like, the exact a laptop in front of me, too, because, like, I gotta. I, that's fine. I want laptop. S- if I'm gonna correctly analyze what he's tweeting, I wanna see how he structured it. Because, like, I there, read was, it to there was parentheses. I did not see them when you read it. I have it. a question. I think that the thing that makes, that weirds me out about
0: the whole, like, Drew leaking stuff like that um, is just that, like, it's another player. Well, that's a, let me yeah, keep reading all of it. Right.
1: Uh, as a sport grows, so does the attention and news. The fact people care what's going on is good for our sport and Simon's career and clicks and views. I meant no harm to Simon or the folks at MVP, but if you want something to be a secret, maybe you don't have it trend
2: on Reddit. Yeah. He makes he makes a strong point. I agree with what you just said, Connor. I think that because I don't think I necessarily you, have a problem with what he did. It's just weird that he's a player. Dude. Well, the the issue is when he you have to like understand the context and Simon telling Drew. You gotta you gotta think like that's friend to friend. Simon, like, I don't
1: think Simon told Drew. Let me finish the threads. I was getting texts around Christmas about Simon leaving and going to MVP. So the quote unquote leaker was leaky well before I even had a clue what was going on. I'm he told posted he was a, making
2: an announcement.
1: He posted a screenshot of this is not from Simon saying, "Dang, MVP making moves." I'm hearing Ezra and Simon. Drew responded, "Dang, I've heard some rumors of Simon. hadn't heard anything about Ezra." Response: Wild. Seen lots of moves. Yeah. Going to go crazy if Simon leaves.
2: So basically, he's saying everybody was talking about it. What he was
1: he saying say? he was already getting texts from around Christmas right. from p-
2: people. He's making him- excellent point. He's saying a) everybody was already talking about it. This is true. B) it's not his like it's not his fault that people were already leaking it. Also true. Like I said, it's the fact that Simon texted him. I believe it's Simon texted him. He was making an announcement, and then he just tweeted that. Like that. That's where it's weird. It's like that. Probably. Mm. It's one thing if it gets to us like through whatever grapevine and like we have no, obli- but like that was like a friend to friend text. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that's the only thing that makes this weird, but I agree with everything else he's saying.
1: Final tweet. I've been made to be a villain in this game. I've just, I've decided that if people are going to accuse me of things, I'll just roll with it. Especially something so blatant that I had nothing to do with. So I'll, I did just that with the hoodie and such. I meant no harm to Simon or MVP by doing that. Final yeah. thing. Um, so yeah, here's
2: the, uh, the hoodie was funny
1: yeah so here's what i'll say is i think the spot disc golf's in there's not enough media outlets willing to talk about stuff like this that the only because like disc golf's at a weird spot where people want this information bad for instance all the podcasts that we did putting simon's name in the title surrounding mvp which wasn't Mm -hmm. clickbait we were actually talking about everything that simon possibly going to mvp all of them were like Number one out of ten on YouTube. Well, number one out of ten on YouTube for our channel. Boom, boom, boom. Why? Because people wanted to hear it. Right. So those podcasts across, we did it on Griplock. We talked about it on Debate Night. We talked about it on Griplocked again. And I think even the first week of the new Debate Night, all of them were getting forty thousand plus downloads across the platform easily, and that is like a thing where it just evidently shows people want to hear about the Simon stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. our tweets you can look at you can look at our tweet interactions when I would tweet about something in regards to Simon it was getting three or four times more reach more interaction than if oh, I was yeah. tweeting about something that wasn't Simon
2: It was the hot topic
1: it shows all these analytics that we have access to obviously on RM shows that during that time period and during the off season in general, people are dying to know this information right. the thing is right now there's very few media outlets that are loud enough, I guess I can say, that aren't tied to players. Mm-hmm. So we, I think, are right on like the edge where we get some information that we really shouldn't know, but we know we shouldn't know, and we get it from a source that we know this cannot be leaked. Mm-hmm. We do not leak that information ever. But then there's other information. We don't, really,
2: we don't leak anything unless, it's, unless we can find it yeah. public somewhere say, else. There's
1: other information like this Simon one. That all we did is we saw, like, Chris Clemens, Jordan Castro, others tweeting and surrounding it. And we just kept poking the bear because I'm like, something's going on behind the scenes. People need to be aware of this. And we just tweeted about it. Mm -hmm. But we're on, like, the cusp where we're not inside any players, well, minus Brody, but we don't leak anything Brody tells us. Um, We're not on players, like, inner circles. No. Right? But if stuff gets out of their inner circles, we're going to hear. Oh, Yeah. And that's kind of where media and other sports lives. Yeah. Whereas right now, a lot of media lives inside those inner circles. Mm -hmm. Where like Terry Miller is good friends with a lot of pros. So if he found out from Simon or from someone close to Simon about Simon's deal, he has that, um, uh, what's allegiance, I guess is a word you could use. It's not the one I was looking for, but loyalty, loyalty to Simon that he can't leak that. Yeah. Right. So a lot of media is in that position where, like, for instance, uh, the Nick and Matt show, they had Simon on immediately following the announcement of Simon's deta- of contract details, but Simon on his show and before the show had talked about, like, I like I can't talk about the contract details. That wasn't supposed to get out. Yeah. So, they had to tiptoe around it of, like, hey, we can't talk about this even though the, it's out there. Simon can't talk about it. Right. So, there's a lot of media is, like, inside the bubble um, and so you have players now That also are kind of where we live On this like just outside the bubble And players are in weird shoes Because they're like man people are going to eat this stuff up If I tweet about it Whereas in other sports That's not a player's concern yeah. the, If mm-hmm. the information got to A Jordan Clarkson About LeBron moving Some Woj, Woj bomb already dropped Someone right. already tweeted about it mm-hmm. And so in disc golf though That's not happening right now And so I think that's why there's like this weird pressure is like players are taking like stepping into what should be the media shoes yeah, because like the media isn't quite there to fill those shoes yet.
2: But players are also like in the other pro sports are kept really in the dark about a lot of things. Like there are players who get traded themselves and find out like in a press conference, like that stuff like that is just the bottom line with these. And like, cause I believe firmly that this whole thing with Simon, like, uh, it's been a good thing for him because like his name is just getting dropped all over the place, like has been for months so much. Uh, so the publicity has been good, but if you want to keep these things under wrap, like people in disc golf, like ourselves included are just way too excited to know things like they, we want, like people just love telling each other what they know about the disc golf industry because it, it's just fun, I guess. And so if you want to keep like these things secret you have to keep them like you just can't tell anybody like not a soul and you also have to i think you have to convert quicker there's too much dead time between we're making a deal and we release this like that that i think is where the problem is these things need to happen like we put pen to paper it's finalized and like the the video comes out the next day.
1: Yeah, with the pen and paper. You're walking yeah. straight to the media room. We're getting the media that's getting edited and announced. Right, because like
2: if you you can't expect months to go by and none of the players, none of the employees to let it start slipping out of the circles, and it, like it's going to happen. So it's kind of like if I'm running one of these deals, I'm never even expecting it to stay a secret, and I'm just pre- I'm intentionally leaking. Well, yeah, I'm just. Pre- or I'm just preparing for it to happen and having the plan in place or yeah controlling the narrative cuz
1: I think if you intentionally leak you control what's out there.
2: Right. You can yeah, you can you can um you can really yeah, control that narrative but yeah, it's yeah, it's not it's never going to be airtight unless I mean you literally would have to have a really really small circle and then some very very serious contracts that are going to actually be enforced if violated. Like that
1: Well, my favorite tweet from Drews uh, thread was where he said basically like if you want something not to leak try not to have a trend on reddit
2: very true which was like, makes a great point
1: that the same thing was happening with the ricky deal yeah. To DD, obviously, I caught a lot of flack and heat from it. Sounds like Drew's catching a lot of flack and heat from this one, but I wasn't saying nothing that wasn't on Reddit weeks before I said
2: it. Well, and you weren't. Yeah, you weren't saying anything that wasn't now, known by people who didn't need to know it.
1: The way that's... I said it, sure, I guess that's what caused a lot of flack. Was I basically was like, I can confirm this. Like right. he, he's gone. But you did But I could confirm it, and I shouldn't yeah. have known any of that information. And the people and the I p- knew it from, they should not. They shouldn't have
2: <laughs> exactly. And
1: the, some of the people I knew from literally told me leak this thing already and like there's no reason the people that were telling me this and it's not one person it was multiple touring pros multiple people that were in the know all telling me this last year with the intention of me leaking the information and none of them should have known it and it's like same thing with simon deal he's like chris clemens and jordan castro i get it they're excited you know they they're able to like throw little bits out there and get the disc golf world stored up also what were they doing how on earth did they know why did they know? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like a they, lot of know. they shouldn't have known,
2: right? And like, if, or if that's gonna or if they're gonna like, if that's gonna happen, then like as MVP, you need to be prepared for like how you're gonna handle this.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I thought it was Crazy. an interesting thread to kind of wrap up what was a chaotic off season. I agree too that I think that people view leaks and stuff <laughs> as such a bad thing in disc golf. Um, my Twitter bio says a faucet can't leak without water. Cause I think that's a very funny thing. Um, I mainly made that because Ricky was chirping again. Um, chirp, but chirp. the, the thing is like, like Trevor said, what this did is it got Simon's name in headlines for probably two to three times as long as it would have been. Yeah. He, now, and we're he, still talking about it. People would counter the argument and say, well, a deal like that, Simon didn't need any help. It was going to make enough noise. It got hurt. The, the blow got hurt. I disagree because I think more people were looking for it. Was there less jaws on the floor?
2: Sure, yeah, but, that, but the jaws on the floor isn't what matters. But it's the name in the media. Let like, me tell you over from, over from again, the, the numbers
1: I've heard of the amount of Lazodles that have been sold. <laughs> he was not hurt yeah. by this announcement. By the announcement uh, happening, yeah. he is him and MVP and are sitting. It's going right to be now.
2: really funny if this keeps happening every year with players and. And like, like I just know deep down in my heart that one of these companies is going to get ahead of it. And there's already been some smaller companies that have reached out to me and like done this, like done the intentional leak situation. Um, and I think there more, will probably, I don't know if they're going to come to us, whatever, but there will probably be more companies that get ahead of this and start understanding that the information is going to get out. So why don't we just control how it gets out? or they're going to do it a different way or they're just going to go the other way. And they're going to like literally like really, really try to keep it secret because clearly what they're doing right now is not working. Um, Too many people finding out about it. So yeah, it'd be so funny if this narrative just keeps repeating itself of like this, like how did it get out now? Who did that? Shame on you. Like, come on guys. It reminds me like it's, it's inevitable. It reminds
1: me what you just said, put this picture pretty clear in my head of the spoilers Years ago, yeah, exactly. Where it exactly. was like people, we like live disc golf was just starting to happen. Mm. It was getting to be more and more popular, and a live sporting event would happen. People would post the winner, and then the comments would be like, spoiler, "Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler!" You don't see that anymore because it's like, oh, sports are meant to be consumed live. This is a live event. It makes sense. You can't get mad yeah. at someone for watching an event live and reacting live. Yeah, similar thing. Like as time goes on and the sport matures and grows. Leaks are a nature people, yeah. of sport.
2: People just need to realize that it's not, it's not, it's not everybody's obligation to keep things secret if they know things that, like, work. if it's
1: supposed to be a secret, then people yeah. who are not going to make you keep it a secret shouldn't know, <laughs> right? Like,
2: <laughs> that's, that's the thing. It, yeah. It, anyways, more uh, more we're more. gonna
1: skip the uh, question I had because I think it's gonna cause quite a bit of discussion, and we're way farther into this episode than I uh, thought we would have been. All yeah. right, it's time for our fan favorite segment, mm. Sir Trivia Del Trevor.
2: I'm excited Ooh. about this. So, I got some inspiration when we were on. Hunter and I did the uh, Stat Mando charity trivia show. Yeah, um, how'd that go? We it lost. Was, it was AJ fun.
1: Risley's a walking encyclopedia. Well, it's they th- also asked him questions about like tour yeah. stops and stuff when him and Eric Oakley were on tour. Yeah, the
2: problem. The problem was, yeah, half the questions were like, and this was expected, like, duh, the pros are going to have a huge advantage because they were, like, there or they know a guy. Mm-hmm. So, like, but that was expected. But then there were so many questions related to the MVP Open, and Nick and Matt obviously... Live there, mm. so they got handed those. So Hunter and I, man, where was the questions about the battle for Bedford? Yeah, group, I was about to say, yeah, No, we did. A, we literally were one question away at they the end. They didn't ask any questions about, about what Brody's house looks like. Yeah, yeah, we, we almost took second. We hung in there, right? but we took last. We hung in there.
0: Uh, AJ I, Risley, uh, hey, I offered I offered for me to go sit behind the camera and Google well, things for you
2: guys. <laughs> AJ it's Risley just is really cheap. funny. I say,
1: AJ Risley, great time. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: hilarious. very funny. Uh, seems like a, seems also like be...
1: very knowledgeable about disc golf history. Wow.
2: Yeah. yeah. It, it, was, it was a good show though. It was, it was really fun. And I got inspiration for this question from the final question that they did because I loved this format of a question. It was so okay. cool. So basically the way this works is you're trying to name a disc and each flight number is represented by another question. So I'll say, for example, if I said, how many world titles does Paul have, and that represents the speed, six. you would say six. That would be the speed. So I'll give you each of the flight numbers in the form of a question. Are collection. we working together? Or yes. Just, okay. Okay, thank you. So the disc, the first thing, the clue you get is that the disc was approved in 2000. You okay. year 2000.
0: So okay, does that mean that it's
2: a speed two?
1: No. That's, that's that's just, the the, that's just a hint.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay.
1: So the, the <laughs> speed, That way if you get on like arrow, you're like, wait, but that can't be in two thousand.
2: Yeah, that's not too So here's <laughs> the speed the the one that we did was the T Bird and it was really hard. Uh, all right, so the speed is how many pro tour events, including Silver Series, but not including majors or the tour championship. Um, so just <sighs> straight up so so just You know Silver Series don't count, man. But they do for this one. So how many of those did Kristen Tatar win last year? That's the speed. The glide his, you
1: got that? No, because I don't. Th- I don't. Uh, silver series mean nothing to me, so I have no idea if she even played any silver series. The
2: glide is how many times has Paul finished outside the top twenty at USDGC? The turn is how many full Pro Tour events has Nate Wait. Sexton won? Subtracted from the amount that Kyle Klein has won, and then the fade is how many times did Simon win in twenty twenty two?
0: Okay, all right. Start with the Simon. Me, if you give me the numbers, I'll be a lot better at guessing the fade disc. four.
1: Simon won four times. Wait, wait, eight. wait. Say what you just said. Fade. Simon wins. I believe it was four.
2: Okay, four. Sorry.
1: What was the glide question or the uh, turn question? The turn
2: was how many full pro tour events has Nate Sexton won subtracted from the amount Kyle Klein has won? Zero.
1: Say it again. How I'm
2: many full pro tour events has Sexton won subtracted from the amount Kyle Klein has won? So it's either
1: th- zero or a negative one. But I think with the final one being four, it's got to be zero. It'd be nice to know what the speed is. Now, let's go glide. What was the glide question? Glide doesn't matter. How many times has Paul? No, glide matters.
2: It does. How many times has Paul finished outside the top 20 at USDGC?
1: I'm thinking this is a blank 304, is what I'm thinking. So I'm going Firebird.
2: 9304. You think that Kristen Star won? Now.
1: I that question doesn't exist in my head. I threw that out the window because I mean, Silver Series mean nothing. She could have fifteen. Are you sure if you, you, sure you
2: don't want to think more about that question? Yeah. So,
0: in other words, it's slower. Probably. So let's think about I it mean, for nine. A second. Is it just... Could it be I,
1: the first question? So you said Silver Series. She only won one Silver Series. She only won one. We'll see. Now, now okay, we're so back now in.
0: So, so, so this is a Stego? <laughs> You're
2: ridiculous. No, say-oh. Dude. I can no, like we didn't didn't cover every single series. series. Oh, he said, last year. oh, that's
1: what he okay. No, because Pro Tour events plus. So, how do okay, Pro Tour events? Thinking, but not made. So, I'm thinking
0: we're going lower. So, it'd
1: probably, it'd probably be around like a five, five speed. So, is it a justice? 5304 proved in 2000. Was dynamic disc around 2000? No. <laughs> 2012 is when they came out. It's a Gator.
0: Is it a Gator? It's Gator. It's a Gator. Yeah, it's Gator.
2: It is the Gator. Nice. But you guess Firebird first because Connor was being a doofus. So never we never locked that in. We lose. You do lose,
1: but we win. We definitely won. We did not lock him. That forever. was fun.
2: I had fun. I had fun with that, Trevor.
0: I liked the disc part. I thought that was fun. I'm just not good. I'm just not good at that other stuff. But that's why I needed Hunter on my team. You know. Yeah. I'm we glad that you, it. I'm glad you had us work together for that, Trevor. Great job, Trevor. Look me in the eyes. Look How me is in the Trevor eyes? always pissed after Trevor's trivia? <laughs>
2: hey, no, I'm just. Not, I'm just. <laughs> it was just annoying that you just like discounted my question. Just the because. First, what did we do?
1: What did we do on the Statmando stream? We looked at it, we're like, we don't know that, so just screw that. Let's figure out the rest. And no, we'll you didn't even try.
2: You didn't even try. That was not that hard of a question.
1: I did try. I, to got, ju- to 30- to I got to three, I got to three, zero, four, speed? and I was like, what ends in three, zero, four? There'd be around two thousand. To jump to
2: five. a nine speed? And you were just like, well, still so sure. My guy, we guessed
1: Rhino My when the guy. answer was T Bird.
2: <laughs> we guessed Rhino. Yeah, a, yeah but we tried, to, we tried to guess it. We also had 45 seconds. You had no time limit. That's the big difference. We got there. We
0: didn't listen. You're a pump. A that game was successful. Everybody that runs a Silver yeah, Series. Everyone there, man, was successful there. in that situation. Trevor was successful. He made a good game. Hunter was successful because he did a good job. I was successful because I did a good job. It just annoys <laughs> me how you
2: kind of brushed off the Silver Series question. Like You sounded like it was dumb. When I you, never we, said it was a dumb question. Literally like,
0: you know I don't
1: like Silver Series. That's that's it. I, I never like we, we recapped
2: I just, every single one of them I last year.
1: I couldn't tell you the name of a Silver Series right now. Yes, Blue, you could. Blue Ridge Open, I think.
2: You yeah, just
0: did. I think Kristen Star's husband's name is Silver silver lock it is and that was your hint was it remember do the they do they would do those that was the other
1: thing too man they had <laughs> yeah. like how many winners uh something something was like how many winners unique winners as mvp had and in the question they put like they something said, about cheers a legal, to that cheers if, if you 21 if you have a legal drinking age yeah and trevor and i read it and i was like well, let's just count how many we can name and just go like <laughs> figure it out so Trevor and that I that was a shocking moment and trevor we could count oh nine my gosh it was that so we bad. that we knew that we knew that we knew uh-huh.
2: And I don't even think... No, I think we just counted like five and then just like, ah, let's do nine.
1: Uh, so we are like, <laughs> we like, let's just write nine. Trevor, uh, like, well, do we want to go to 12? I'm like, no, because like our gut said nine. Let's not question our gut. Uh-huh.
2: So our gut was nine. like 50% last night. So uh, the answer we was, was 21? Nine,
1: and then Eric <laughs> and Tina turn around their whiteboard and it says 21 on it and Trevor and I just die laughing because ours is nine <laughs> and we're so far <laughs> Everybody behind. Everybody else
2: it. is way and into so the, the wrote, 20s.
1: We turned ours around nine and we were like in tears We're laughing so hard and then everyone else was like 25, 28 mm-hmm. and then eric and tina was right it was 21 and they're like how'd y'all know and uh tina goes well you put the legal drinking age in the question and it made no sense it for it to be like 3. <laughs> and i was like oh. i was like trevor we need to stop reading these questions thinking about how do we win this game when you read the questions like what's the hint in there yeah,
2: yeah. that's
0: funny that's very funny it sounds like a good time
1: there was, it too was much, a great time too,
2: there wasn't enough time on the clock for me to be thinking about hints
1: yeah 45 seconds we did great in the lightning round that's the only thing we, we did mm. we did
2: win the lightning the rounds. lightning
1: round was we went
2: we dominated we that. Can't,
1: we made a big comeback in the lightning round. Yeah. If it wasn't for the lightning round, it would have been very embarrassing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was big time.
1: All right. It's time for a segment that we do once a year, just about yes. the disc golf shark tank. The, I, the segment that I'm brought you excited. the bedtime basket and clock shirt has returned. Um, I'm going to make a wheel here with our three names on it. and It'll determine who goes first.
0: I will be participating in this time. Last time I judged. Are we going to go? Well, last, oh. Time, oh. I'll be pitching. last time, were you on the show? Like I was. But like did you... Like were you just
2: uh were you normally on cuz like show.
1: originally you had a mic just to fact check us. Yeah. Was it during that era?
2: Might have been. I
0: was no we I had a camera on me, I'm pretty sure. Did you? You might. I'm pretty have. sure.
2: Did we uh I don't are, I think we're going to go both our products or are we going to rotate after Rotate. We, okay.
0: Okay, so the
1: first part the person who will go first is I Trevor. Wouldn't,
2: I wouldn't dare peek at the wheel. I don't even yell at me again. <laughs> Dude, sure. don't Trevor, The person that will go second is- Don't look at me. I've got like- Connor.
1: The, It'll go Trevor, Connor, Hunter.
2: All right. I've got one really good idea and one that is interesting. Um,
1: and you may pitch it however you so
2: choose. Okay. And the
1: other two will just determine if we're buying your product on the all show. All right.
2: Let me paint a scenario. I'm going to paint a couple scenarios for you. Number one scenario. Okay. Hot hot summer day I, it's hard for me to I gotta take my right sweatshirt now. you're throwing <laughs> you're the sun is just beating down not a cloud in the sky oh my gosh
0: there's not a cloud in the no sky shade. You're throw, no shade You throat you throw your
2: favorite disc it's kind of a gummy disc oh, okay and you throw it like 500 feet down the fairway just bomb it. <laughs> by the time you okay, get to that it thing really it's downhill. practically <laughs> melting in your hand you shove it in your bag your bag's a little tight you like to carry a lot of discs and next time you take it out, you know, it might already be a little warped. It's still too soft to throw. Bummer. Mm. Oh, my I'm favorite Let me paint coin. another scenario for you. <laughs> another scenario. You wake up on a cool winter day. Ooh. Like cool as in like it's You're cold going to outside. play a morning round and you realize. Is it like really cold outside? Ah. Yes. Okay. Okay. You realize you left your bag in your car overnight. <sighs> you get to the first tee, pull out really that overstable mistake. driver. And I mean, it might as well be a knife. In your mm-hmm. hand it is just frozen solid. Yeah. Okay, now Happen those scenarios. Now I introduce to you the breezy bag. Okay, this is HVAC okay. for your disc golf bag. Okay. Um, well, it's a bag that has it because I think we, I don't know. We're we're working on models that, that work for each bag, but anyways, basically it's a heating and cooling like a space heater slash space AC unit with remote control that sits in your bag with it's an insulated bag that keeps your disc temperature controlled to whatever temp you want them. So if it's a hot day, you toss them in there. You can cool them down, get them back to shape. If it is a freezing day or if you left your disc in your car, you warm them up real quick, just get them a little toasty, and then they're back to the temp you want. That is the breezy bag. Simple concept.
1: I I have a, I, I do I love have a it. question for yes. you. So I understand on a cold day how mm-hmm. it protects the disc. The scenario you painted of a hot day.
0: Yeah. Never happened to me before. If my di- <laughs> it's happened to me. <laughs>
1: if my disc is already really, really also- hot and I throw it in, does it matter, if, if it gets cooled down too quickly in my bag, won't that increase the chance of it getting warped? What? Like, it goes in, it's warped because it was so hot and floppy going in against stuff that's not, and then it cools quickly.
2: It is true. It's not going to cool that quickly. It's more, it's more so going to keep all the discs at an even temp.
1: But what I'm saying is a disc that's already hot and moldable, mm-hmm. once it gets shoved into your bag, and it is now at an angle that is going to warp it.
2: No, see this bag, remember I said it's a new bag. So part of the bag is that it keeps the discs like really well spaced so that that doesn't happen. <laughs> that's part of the design of the bag.
0: Okay. Now, yeah. so how big is this bag? <laughs> no, I just did I just didn't, mention, feedback, I just didn't f- mention it. No, that's okay. I, dude, there's another wrong right, one. This bag, it. this one, bag. One of my favorite things about your company so far is the way that you
2: take feedback.
1: This, how uh, how many discs does this bag fit?
2: It's not, it, no, don't get me wrong here. Like we're, this ba- bag is built for specific weather situations mm-hmm. you know it's kind of like a specialty bag so like that yeah. main compartment is only really going to do like 15 to 18 discs okay oh, um, this thing's
1: huge then if they're individually spaced
2: no no no, they're not all in individual slots i just said that, that there was um little spacers in between like very very thin spacers 15 to 18 discs in with like think of think of like um like a plastic binder not binder like a plastic folder those ones you get in school think of something uh-huh. like that but a little more rigid in between each one so it's like almost paper thin so if
1: i have a hot if it's a hot day and i have a really domy disc
2: it'll fit in there it'll fit in
1: yeah it but it'll, now it'll, it's going to be flat
2: no 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 it's not going to squeeze it shut there are compartments that are that are wide enough for a putter
1: how heavy is this bag going to be with the HVAC? it's
2: a cart it is a cart it only comes in cart model right now. Okay. Yeah, that's something to keep in mind.
0: You just lost me. I'm not buying a cart.
2: I don't care. There's a lot of people that do. It. I think
0: it's great. I think it's great, Trevor. I think you did a great job.
2: I clearly didn't make the bag for you. You were a skeptic from the beginning. Yeah, I'm not. Cl- uh, I'm I, not the you're last you're thing- supposed
1: to be a skeptic on let, this no, show. That's the whole point me the
2: idea. Let me be clear. Point. If I wasn't trying to get somebody to invest, it would never be Hunter because he would never invest in my idea. That's not true. It's only Connor. The, I, let me, I, I'm not quite well, sure. Connor this- would be like the, like, you are basically Kevin O'Leary. Um, and you're going to be like something stupid. Like I want royalties on like every bag you sell till I make $8 million. Uh, and then i still get 80% of the company. Whereas you are, um, just going to take it to QVC. Your What's her name? Ryan Seacrest.
1: Yes. <laughs> Lori Grenier. <I>
2: <laughs> Lori, you're Lori.
1: I've been told I, I look, have been
0: told I look just like Ryan Seacrest. Oh, all right. That's okay. my product.
1: I, yeah, I, mean, I thought you were I to, to ask him another question.
0: Uh, was I about to ask another question? Yes, it comes in mustard yellow. Okay. woo Um <laughs> like not, sure the, not sure the bag is for me. It's uh, not for everybody. But I, but I respect the idea. In no, our climate, the, the it's heat, probably
2: not for any of us. The
0: heat thing that you described, I never quite felt that before, where I pick up a
2: disc and it's so hot, you, I feel like I can't throw it. You clearly haven't it. been to Australia and hear those players talk about that. They a, they'd could. they have to right. not be able to throw a I disc for I've been to Australia.
1: You, None of my discs warped.
2: No, that was a thing. Players literally taught Paul literally said so. he literally said that there were times there he'd pick up his disc and he couldn't throw it for a few shots because they it were was hot. so warped.
1: They were very hot, but it wasn't warped.
2: Okay, even hot though. Like that's still a thing. Hot. So there you go. You're I would like down. my disc
1: to be cooled. I go. think
0: it's cool to make a disc warmer, which is a great segue into the are you already, investing? I already I sold no. the oh, I, I, already sold I already yeah. sold the business. Are you investing into Trevor? Am I investing? I said no. You know, I think that the immediate, I'm going to be honest with you, I think the idea is great. I think the idea is is, is very attractive. It's a very attractive idea. I think we're making a ton of money off the Kickstarter. We're taking a ton yeah, of money off the Kickstarter. Yeah, let's think but about that. But then the second people get them in their hands, I don't think that they're going to Why sell Why do we need a Kickstarter if you're on
1: Shark Tank?
2: Huh?
0: Okay. All Both. right. We're going to make a ton of money off the launch. There we uh, go. We're going to make a ton of money off the launch because it sounds like a great idea. Sounds really like cool, to disc golfers. I don't know if we're really going to sell many after people get the the product in their hand cuz I don't a, think it's okay. super idea. That's okay. It's realistic. a pump and dump situation. But I'm totally we we I'm totally I am totally i am totally fine with that though. I'm fine yeah. with qu- I love qu- get
2: get quick rich. So you in or not? <laughs>
0: I already. I'm in. All right, I'm in. I love it. Breezy, breezy bag. Elimination. Oh, I didn't even love tell it. you
2: this. Merch. We have a. Oh, yeah, we got apparel, and it's like very stylish. That's great. Yeah. Uh, okay. Stylish apparel does great in disc golf. <laughs>
1: Hunter
2: is a pessimist. I don't know if you guys ever met him.
1: <laughs> Not a pessimist. Uh, Hunter's a piece
2: of mist. Um, you mind if I? You mind if
0: I go? Absolutely. Okay. So, we all know that gyro technology has all but it's taken pronounced over. euro excuse me i did not <laughs> interrupt you once <laughs> i've been waiting
2: to drop that joke for a while sorry
0: we all know that gyro technology has all but taken over the market in disc golf okay we have we were skeptics of it for years and it has proven itself it has proven that finding a way to just uh adjust and tamper with only the rim of a disc is great it, it, it's successful and it's 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 able to be done. Thank you, MVP. Thank you, Gyro. Thank you, the Atlas. You know, from mm. from Innova. Really, you know, whatever mm. Gateway has that thing. Thank yeah. you, Gateway.
1: Prototype ninety eight. Yeah.
0: Yep. So we've been we've we've proved that we're able to tamper with the rims of discs. Mm. So it's only one step further, and very much possible with tech, secret technology that I have access to. Um, I can show it to you once you buy in, but it's a secret. Um, that with a, a wiring system, a thin wiring system, I've been able to make a heated rim around a disc that is uh, completely wireless. Uh, you control it through your phone. Very tiny, tiny, tiny chip that you would never even be able to detect. So it adds no... It The only weight that it adds to the disc is the normal amount of weight that gyro technology would add to the rim. So it works in two ways. One, it heats the rim of your disc. So that whenever it's cold outside, you have a warm. I'm disc. smiling and lawsuit right now uh, uh, because we both are trying to heat discs. No, because I have cornered the market. You've got me, and so uh, you're yeah, so, you're gonna die. And so it both <laughs> it both he, it both heats the discs, and it also works the way that fission plastic does with gyro, where the flight plate's really light, and the rim is even heavier because it has wiring inside of it now. And um, I will be calling this product pyro technology
1: love it um few thoughts yep a is this pdg approved
0: oh it's pdg approved also i forgot to mention that one part of the selling point was supposed to be like you think about whenever you get into your car on like a really cold day and you turn that steering wheel warmer on it's a very very similar technology
2: so here's my question is so plastic is not super conductive how hot does that wire get? Give me an exact temperature to, in order to actually make your hands warmer.
0: Well, it doesn't. It doesn't have to get hot enough to melt the plastic. How
2: hot does it get? I asked you a question.
0: Uh, that's that's one. Of the, it's that's part of our technology that we're not really comfortable with disclosing with public market. Because you know what the melting there, there temperature some, is of
2: polymer plastic? Because uh, I do. Yes, I do. I googled it like ten minutes ago. For I do a know the melting. Idea.
0: I do know the melting temperature. What is, is. it? I again like it's. Yeah, it's it, public knowledge. This is no. It's not it's something one, I'm really, bili- search My lawyer. I just wonder because like I, I'm, right now I'm strapped down by my lawyer because like, like I'm for sorry. it to get
2: warm enough <laughs> for it to get warm enough to. Uh, hey, remember you've got a vendetta against Hunter, not me. For so it to just, get warm enough to conduct. I have a there, vendetta against no
0: one. I'm, I'm just worried I'm just looking it's looking gonna melt no the plastic. That's <laughs> Here's the question saying.
1: I have. So you said it goes on the rim. It
0: goes in the rim. Yes. Okay.
1: So the idea behind
0: it is to warm your hand. It warms, yes, it warms both your hand and the, di- well, it makes it, it doesn't warm your hand, it makes it that whenever you pick up the disc, it's, the disc isn't cold, it is warm. The majority
1: of my fingers are underside of the rim.
0: Yeah, but the, and my would, thumbs the, on the, the flight would plate. disperse.
1: So the, so it's going to heat the entire disc.
0: Well, if you have something warm, touching something warm, it's going to be, it's going to become but warm. But my
1: disc is cold.
0: What? I
1: threw it in cold weather. Plastic yeah, gets cold quick.
0: I understand, but there's heating inside of it
1: inside the entire disc or just on the rim
0: inside the rim but the rest of the disc is touching the heated rim so the middle of my
1: disc He's is going to be warm by to the conduct
2: outer
0: the heat. edge the yeah, uh, it,
1: yeah. Oh, then i do have to question with trevor's question is if it gets that hot that it's going to be able to conduct the entire disc in the middle how is it not going to warp when i put it back in my bag
0: I, it's not Ooh. because because it turns it turns off when it goes back in your bag if you would like it to um how is this powered <laughs> How is it powered? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's a great true. question. It's think about it. so their uh, the disc mm-hmm. that Silas made. Okay, where it has those little weights in it. Mm-hmm. There's tons of batteries that are that same weight, and they so the are added weight is
1: batteries on. plus the wiring.
0: Yes, yeah. What's wrong with that?
1: I already have 174 gram destroyer. How far am I throwing a and 210 gram destroyer? Why no, is it that heavy? It was made with that's that in not,
0: mind. Yeah, it's Come on, you, you, you have to hollow out the plastic what in order to put heck? the stuff in there.
1: So this isn't I buy your product, I apply it no, to my disc. This is no, I buy no, no. your disc. This is yeah. this is a this is it's a new paid.
0: line by NVP. I partnered with them.
1: So these are new discs. Yeah, these, these are, are new discs I'm out. Yeah.
0: That that's fine.
2: I'm in Connor. Thank you.
0: All right. But it can be applied like the, it is easily applied well, to the, all the, the, the molds that you I, already I, like. The only from reason I'm out MVP. is
1: there's a company out there that has incredible technology called uh, I believe it's Tobu. Right, and it can tell you the RPM, the speed, the disc came out of your hand, all of this stuff. Their biggest flaw is they can only do it in their own discs, and you have to buy unique discs to them. That's why I've never heard of them. Well, that's the problem is that, that they're
0: not partnered with MVP. I'm par- you can have a photon. Yeah. So, am I
1: investing in MVP? Compared
0: no, it's a, I'm a partner company with MVP.
1: So, MVP already owns the majority of you. No. How much do MVP own?
0: I'd not my lawyers.
2: Okay, yeah. Well, I
1: mean, if I if I can't if you don't hey, answer hey, any question, I'm not. Okay, that's why. Here, I'm not, Pyro
2: LLC, we're not really comfortable talking to you anymore. We're not looking for <laughs> investors, anyways. Alright, let me paint I've you in a scenario. i got a lot of old money.
1: You're on. Uh, <laughs> let me paint you in this. My scenario dad actually loaned me most of it. That so happens. I'm out. Let me paint you <laughs> the scenario that happens all the time on the disc golf course. Alright, you walk up. You're to gonna your have lie. to kill
2: me dead to take my money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I might. You walk up to your lie. Or your buddy's lie or anyone's lie on your card. And you're looking at it and you're like, I can't tell if that's inbound or not.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. We're just
1: we're just staring at this thing. We're Ooh. looking at it from all these different angles. I might know
2: where you're going with we this. We don't
1: know. There's no, no way. To, we know where the line is, but it's stake to stake and we can't really
2: Frank, tell. Frank, this is going to be a good idea.
1: Let me present to you the obi Guide Kenobi. <laughs> Essentially what this is, is it is a... How a are you getting the rights to that? To what? Nothing. <laughs> uh, basically, what this is is it is a ten foot long plastic piece Aww. that folds up.
2: Now see, I thought we were gonna go a different let way. Let me keep with going this. with you.
1: Folds up into about the size of your hand, so it can fit easily into your po- side pocket, or if you want to take one disc out of your bag into your main compartment, depends on where you want it. It's a ten foot, ten foot long.
0: How does it fold?
1: Like an accordion.
2: It's an accordion. Gotcha.
1: So you unfold it, and then one person on your card- It's like a construction,
0: like, uh, ruler thing. Sure. Sure.
1: One person on your card holds one end, the other person on the other end. Why would I make it foldable? Not all OB lines are straight. So this way, with the joints, you can align it to wherever the OB line's supposed to be so you can tell does it go through your disc why does it need to be plastic hunter well it also needs to fold down so that you can fold it up to be four feet high it's 10 foot by four foot folds down to the size of your hand slides right in your bag 10 foot by four foot proprietary technology 10 foot by four foot so you can also slide it down to creek beds Mm -hmm. when you're like man is that on the water's edge or not let's Mm. slide it down and get a little bit of a visual Mm -hmm. you ever have that scenario where you need to pick up the disc to tell if there's water under it surely 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 Mm-hmm. i have multiple times you can't touch the disc surely mm-hmm. you just had to make a judgment call not anymore surely. not with the obi gad kenobi
2: um Game is funny i thought, i like I it
1: about to i say, like
0: it may i ask a question you may ask as many as you want so like if you don't mind sharing what kind of technology do you use to make it to where you make something that's very mm-hmm. very large impossibly small
1: yes so when you push it uh you ever had one of those vacuum storage bags yeah that you uh-huh. put under your bed love them right
0: how do you know they're under my bed?
1: I, I've been in your house. Uh, basically, what it does is it makes hoodies seem very, very thin. Right? Yeah, it does. Similar technology. When you fold up the accordion, it's about this big. Simple push.
0: What do you mean? What, what do you mean by similar technology? Can, let me let
1: me explain it. When you push, as you push, it closed, It expels all the air out the top. It's okay. what it holds, Expels all the air. What
0: air? So it's inflatable? No,
1: it's just that you said said what that air is. inflatable. air is what good. makes things not be able to collapse all the way down to their smallest form <laughs> it's
2: usually then like the you... solid wood or the plastic <laughs> yeah it's usually the solid plastic between no, them
1: so so if so, i fold up a piece of paper i can't squish it how much air is in your laptop right now a lot <laughs> how much smaller is that gonna get well that's solid metal we're dealing with flimsy plastic so as you push you can condense how
2: many other things can we fold and make smaller
1: <laughs> you think that force can't make things smaller Huh? Force doesn't make the mass. Has yeah, to but go then it's gotta be. Though. Yeah, but
2: then it's gotta be able to recontract, Trevor. Trevor. That's
1: why you undo the we lock. Know, we okay. know. Th- <laughs> That's why you undo the lock. So it has a twist lock. <laughs> you push it down. <laughs> twist lock. Now it's about the size of your hand. Again, like, I, okay. thought, thin, I thought.
2: I thought when flying. you were introducing this product it in. that it was going to be a laser line that went in between. I thought it was going to be like how an how invisible a laser fence, line bend like with a dog. What do you mean by bend? Okay, with now, whenever you do that's, a, that's, that's bend. another question I have. That's stake another... to stake. I thought you meant like you would be able to put it on one stake and then it would point a laser to the other stake and you'd get a line. That's... Sometimes they bend. I thought you were about. I, no, no, I no, no no, 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 no. no. A stake and another stake always Well, can that's have a, straight a one. Well, that's only one OB it. scenario. But this needs to fit
1: all OB scenarios. This yeah. is
0: another question I have. Mm-hmm. Um, if that joints, whenever you said this, it immediately though, kind
2: of. That's not a straight line. No, you can pull it into a straight line. Right, but if it has to be shorter. Then it's cur- like accordioned, so now it's not a straight line.
1: Because it needs to be curved. No, what?
2: Like y- if you need it folding.
1: So you need a five foot line,
2: fold it in half. <laughs> yeah, okay,
1: okay. Put it a two foot it, line, it fold it, so it accordions and a it folds. In I have a half. question.
2: Like those are two different kinds of. Have fold. you
1: ever seen like a like a road map? Right, folds down uh-huh. like this. Very similar thing. You push <laughs> it, it gets smaller. Mm. right because the folds get tighter you push it, it gets small pull it it opens up to cover your entire dashboard
2: uh-huh mm-hmm. that's as thin as very paper.
1: same thing <laughs>
2: it's quite literally yes. as thin it's as also paper. not 10 feet you just make that but plastic. And, yeah, plastic now i do have a question
1: D- plastic can be very thin okay. may let me okay. first start let me first start you felt the flight plate of a
0: hades let me first start <laughs> let me first start by saying i love it i think that there are almost no flaws with it almost Absolutely no any flaws.
1: Flaw, I can answer. Any I would, flaw you I may would have. buy it just because um, of the name.
2: But uh, does it come in like? Does it look like? Where do we? Do we have the Star Wars license? Can we like get one? I, like I, <laughs> I don't know what the Star Wars you are
1: talking about. I don't know, but the I don't know what this Star Wars you are talking about. Star Wars thing is,
2: um, but it does have lasers and stars all
0: over
1: it. <laughs> I just thought it kind of sounded cool. It sounded space themed. Yeah, Kenobi. They have, mm. <laughs> Kenobi.
0: Uh, so you said from whenever you are going stake to stake. You can Just make scenario, it. Yeah. You can make it the shape of where the OB should be. Different scenarios. Yes. Now, what do you mean by where the OB should be? because gl- that sounds. Question. That doesn't sound like a course thing. That sounds very like. Uh, well, course you decide to course, where the OB should so
1: be. course to course, the OB defines different things, uh-huh. right? So some courses it is stake to stake. Some yep. courses it's tall grasses OB, mm-hmm. right? So what you need to be able to do is conform this to whatever line you're looking at. So if I'm in Falling Creek Reds and I'm up on that top hill mm-hmm. and the grass is kind of bendy, yeah, right, I need to be able to lay this down and bend it with the curvature of the grass.
0: But like I can just kind of see that my the part of my disc isn't in the
2: tall grass.
1: If everyone could see every call, then this product would have no point. But we're all interested in this product. Where we you, know that's the where, where
2: you line lay the line is also subjective.
1: But it is a visual guide. This is not an official PDGA tool, but it 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 also happens
2: after the fact. So like if whoever whoever laying the line down is going to have a lot of impact on whether or not that disc is out of bounds or not.
1: <clears throat> Whoever makes an ar- a judgment caller I would
2: agree if like in the in the it case a, of it, it being staked to staked sure, like that makes a lot of sense to me. Let me explain but As another soon as scenario it becomes here. subjective, I think like, that we I think we've heard everything we need to hear. Yeah, the, we to have another the, we each have another the thing product to is, Y'all are
0: the ones asking me all the, these questions. No, 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 I've asked have enough. The product is perfect. The product is perfect. Situation I always deal with answers every question I've ever had. Make it smaller, you just push it, it's a perfect product. I think you did a great job, Hunter. So you're in or out? I'm in. All right. Trevor's What's out. it called again? The OB guide Kenobi. OB guide.
2: I'm actually going to be contacting the OB. Lucas I get films. it.
0: I didn't get the OB Lucas part at first. Out Sorry. of bounds. Yeah. Guide. That's what you, you didn't get that? Well, I just heard the guide part and I was like now, that's where I was questioning, but now I
2: understand. Oh my. Trevor. Um, okay. Um so disc collectors, you know, Uh huh. I know they, or let's let honestly let's, I'm, I'm more so talking maybe to the non disc collector who gets a really cool disc okay. and they're like really conflicted on should they throw it, especially if it's like a disc that's in a really cool plastic. Like it's not All just right. the stamp. Um, they're like, Oh, what do I do? What do I do? Like, I just want to, I want to be able to show this off on the course, but also like I want to like, keep its value. Um, you know, I took inspiration from the playing card. Um, or the uh, sports card market, you know, they use sleeves, right? Mm-hmm. So, my company, Disc Shield, what we do is we've developed is the a company
0: Disc Shield or the product Disc Shield,
2: both. Okay, um, what we've done, like well, Disc there's not. Disc Shield Light and Disc Shield Pro. No, they're both same thing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, we've developed a very light, very see-through polymer that you it is also dissolvable. So in our in a substance that we've developed. Let's but it, dissolve. Doesn't dissolve, it doesn't dissolve normal plastic, just the polymer. So he, let me give you the scenario. Let me give you the scenario. Okay. You send me your... Um,
1: CE Firebird.
2: Sure, your CE Firebird. We are able to dip into this polymer, coat your disc in a protective, clear outside plastic that you can then throw that disc with and then send it back to us when you're ready for it to be sold and we can dissolve it off, no harm to the original disc, give it back to you to sell... So you got to throw your disc. Now, I know the, the main question is like, what does this add to the disc? Yes. Of course, this disc is no longer going to be PDGA approved. That is part of that is something we accept. It's not going to be PDGA approved and it will uh, minor, very minor effects to the weight and flight. Very minor, barely noticeable because it is very thin, um, but more durable than what you're used to with typical plastic. So we're very confident you're not going to break into it in most normal wear situations, fine print. Um, so it's an option. It's an option for those of you who want to throw uh, collectible discs but want to protect them.
0: Now I have a question immediately. Yes. Um, this scenario that you painted. Yeah. Fine. But I have a better scenario for you. I'd actually, I'd actually like to join. Okay. All right. And I'm, let me, let me pitch you my idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a, let's, I've got a di- Frisbee disc mm-hmm. of golf origin um mm-hmm. that i like to throw yeah particularly Who doesn't I can't, can't think of the name of a single disc right now so i will not tell a you rock. The disc. i've got not that one okay mm-hmm. so it's specific uh, just allow me to okay speak um so let's say i have something like a rock okay mm-hmm. <laughs> and i really love the way it flies um and i don't want it to get more beaten would i be able to then send this rock to you have you code it for me mm-hmm. and i now can play with it with a baseline rock that now has more uh,
2: yeah. Durability. You could you could do that. Like I said, it, there will be minor effects to the flight. Somebody could call you on PDGA rules, so that's why this product's not for everybody. Um, well, I don't play. But if you're a casual player, I don't play disc golf. Yeah, if you're a casual player, and also you got to think because we're recoding <laughs> that disc. If that disc was was beat in, um, you know, the polymer will seep into maybe some of the gashes a little bit, so it might have some of that beat in characteristics, but it'll probably get a little more stable. That's something that you got to think what, about. Uh, so it works best with new discs. We'll say okay. that.
1: As I smack trees mm-hmm. left and right, yeah, the is the polymer going to slowly chip or beat up? How's the with, How does the beat in stage with happen normal, with the With
2: normal wear and play, we estimate for each coat you can get a solid one year. Here's where our best, here's the best part of this product is when you purchase with us one time, you get your free dissolve when you want to sell, mm-hmm. and you also get a free three recoats. During the lifetime of that disc, so you can send it back after a season, have us dissolve and recode it for another season. Now, let's say that I'm someone. I'm so you're, on one you're right
1: estimating now. a year of use. Let's say normal, I'm someone that plays normal wear and tear seven
2: days a week. Around a year, a lot of asterisks. You see that?
1: How many? How many rounds are you estimating the average person
2: plays in a year? Um, with normal wear and tear in a year, the average player. We're gonna we're we're being pretty generous in saying three to four rounds yeah this is for an avid disc golfer this is for an avid disc golfer he rounds says oh, no no year? no that was weak that was per week my bad. week so yes. we're
1: talking 150 to 200 rounds yeah
2: yeah that's why we stress tested and where, that's, that's where that's exactly. where about
1: <laughs> it gets that's where it starts to come in where like it will start to chip a little bit mm-hmm. so what happens if i'm just playing normal disc golf yeah just hitting some trees yeah throw it knocks off a tree rolls through a parking lot my precious disc i sent to you is now scraped
0: and now my sex and fire burns. It was I have visual proof. It
1: was during round ten, yeah. and it is normal wear and tear. Mm-hmm. Do you offer any protection? So yeah we, uh, we do
2: that? we do disc insurance actually as part of our our site we offer that. So as you're getting them coated, um, we will value and insure discs um, based on what we value them. All right. But we're confident in our product. Final
1: question: How much does all this cost?
2: So to get a Palmer, mm. um, good question. The insurance, like I said, it's going to depend on the value of the disc. So the
1: more expensive my disc is, the more this service costs. No, cost
2: the me. service that doesn't change. The insurance, so the insurance isn't, isn't included.
1: On. It's an add on. Okay,
2: we're confident in our product. This is not something that we're if you're like everybody. Why needs isn't
1: the insurance ad-
2: included? What? If you're confident, because it's an it's something it's an extra cost. It's okay. an extra cost to the to the patron. Um, the the disc shield itself, you're not going to like it. You can finance. Um, oh gosh, <laughs> but it is um, two hundred dollars. Yeah, I'm out. Yes. Yes. Two hundred dollars. I'm but, not paying
1: two hundred dollars for something to to play with.
2: Yeah, I not, think that's the problem. Not if you can it.
1: get it, if you can get it under seventy five dollars,
2: I just think it's really funny. Like a funny bit that I could name any price right there. Like it's a made up product. I could name two dollars, and I just said two hundred <laughs> because, because it's funnier. If it was, if it was under, it's 70, way funnier. Than, it was under seventy dollars, I was in. I thought about saying like eight hundred dollars. Just then. I do have to say, I like your idea. Yeah, I think what the idea is great. I think what keeps Buried me from
1: wanting to
0: join in is that it's impossible. Um, and Shut that's never. F- that's stopped not the anyone. point. Of this, come on, dude. I, I, my my apologies. My apologies.
1: I put a fan on the bottom of a disc last time. No, I. Hey.
2: How are you guys doing? For the record, I don't Um, think what I said is necessarily impossible. Obviously, for
1: two hundred dollars, it's probably possible. Not
2: probable, but like the polymer situation, that might not be impossible. The dissolvable
1: thing is where it gets a little iffy. I like, I like, I I don't,
2: I like the idea. I think it's a good
0: idea, and I think that it could be used in a way of like, I have this new raider. And I don't want to hit a tree and it fly completely different. So I would, but I really like the way it flies. I would like to send it to Polymer. co and get. co. uk. co. uk. us. Um, it's really bringing the .ug. nations together, um, and have them code it for me. So I I love it. You mind if I I would like to first say I've said a lot of firsts today that I'm in Hunter.
1: I already said I'm out. He's out. 200 dollars.
0: See, I think that I'm kind of going with like if you spend the more money you spend on it, or the more money you charge for that, people are going to be like, well, there's got to be something there,
2: you know? Right, right. Money back guarantee.
0: I'm going to continue with my next product now. Um, right now, what's a very prevalent thing in my disc golf uh, life is how cold it is outside. Mm-hmm. I do not enjoy playing disc golf in the yeah, cold. 60 today. My hand, yes, that's true. It is getting warmer. Yesterday was actually kind of nice. Hunter, um, you m- may I have your attention. We were all looking at Hunter's feet just then. <laughs> um, my foot was caught so, my charger. Uh, Hunter, is it okay? If, you might have your attention. She's if you a, ask me again, I'm cool. going to say no. <laughs> um, so, my hands get very cold, mm. as do many disc golfers whenever it's cold outside. And that's how it works. And uh, I think specifically in a... Professional um, situation where they have a caddy. I wish that there was a way that a caddy could could better warm a player's hands. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm tracking,
0: and that is why I have come up with a product of the caddy's cano beans, and uh, this is just a this is a can pop can you have of beans for the caddy, <laughs> and the caddy can they can do it however they like they can do it with (laughs) a spoon but they also come in small cans that's a bean shot and the caddy then continues to down beans whenever the player is cold and you let me ask you a question let me ask you a question you guys know whenever you go bowling (laughs) okay i don't know i'm not sure why you guys are laughing (laughs) uh whenever you go bowling Mm -hmm. and um there's on the machine that spits out the bowling balls, there's that little fan thing that so that you can have you don't have sweaty hands, right? Yeah. Yeah. You gotta okay. put your hands right there. <laughs> so just imagine let's not talk yet how it happens. So just imagine you're on the disc golf course and at any moment your bag is, let's just say, floating in the air, okay? Around the size of a normal human's back. Um, and you can grab your disc out and then you can then reach under the disc and get hot <laughs> air. <laughs> <laughs> directly, uh, sorry. Excuse my laughing. I was thinking about a joke that I was telling oh, earlier. Such a funny um, but yeah, and then you can have hot air blown on your hands. Now, <laughs> the way I know you're thinking, that's too. That's perfect. That's too good. How does it actually happen? Boom! Caddies cano beans, and they just eat the beans. They began to develop flatulence inside of them, <laughs> and then they release that then out their booty hole into the <laughs> air and you all you have to do is stick your hands where the <laughs> bum protrudes and warm your hands with that air and then boom you have great grip an interesting smell but overall <laughs> like just a really great round ahead of you i'm in i'm in caddy can so beans
1: uh, the, the concept We're gonna... of what it does the end product good idea how you get there
0: terrible Why not have it's a it's a natural renewable resource too. It's not bad for the environment. That is, you're putting pollution into the air. No, but it's it's gonna uh, happen anyways. It's actually it does actually it comes with the candle beans. I forgot to mention this part. The candle beans comes with a specific pair of undergarments for the caddy. These undergarments have filtration in the bum region that makes it to where the air that comes out is not only a, a lemony fresh scent, but it also is completely clean for the environment. Counter, nice.
1: counterintuitive to what you said earlier about the weird scent but why not just make well that's if
0: you want that's if you why want not just their, make they have attachment to for the that. bottom
1: of your bag because your back's always warm against your bag
0: that just fans out heat because you would need batteries and batteries are bad for the environment <laughs> <laughs> i'm out Suck it, Elon. I don't. I don't. I do not want anyone farting on my hands. I would rather. Put I don't a like it warmer. when it, I. I would like to say personally, I don't like it whenever you speak about it like that. Here's another. We question We don't use the f word in in our in <laughs> cano beans. Um, Here's another
1: question. Well, what happens? You know, you eat too many beans. Your yeah. stomach starts to hurt. No,
0: now I just lost my caddy for just, three bowls. Those beans this don't is, make your stomach hurt. You've got the wrong caddy. That's yeah. not. That can't be on our side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You have to I'm be out. able to handle more beans than that.
2: That's true.
1: I'm. I've never been more out. All right, <laughs> final scenario here. This Let's guy. just say you are at. Pick a random. We'll pick a random tournament. Um, we'll go with the European Open. Okay. Okay. And in your Europe. card includes few people. Um, uh, one of them happens to be. Like, oh, my
0: phone charger doesn't fit in this wall.
1: One of them happens to be Nico Castro. We'll just
0: okay. Uh, you are coming
1: down the eighteenth or so fairway, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and you happen to have to make a rules call. Mm. this scenario could get uncomfortable, okay? Um, You got to make a rules call. Things could go a certain way. Uh -uh. Some might say sideways.
2: Mm -hmm. I wouldn't dare.
1: And the entire card needs to make a call on any type of player, right? Mm -hmm. Very uncomfortable scenario at certain times in tournaments.
2: This guy's products are about avoiding uncomfortable situations. No
1: longer with the anonymous caller. So what this is? Oh it my is gosh, a, that's freaking funny! This is a phone app uh-huh,
2: that that's essentially funny.
1: What happens is <laughs> there's a, there's some type of judgment that has to be made, a ruled call that the entire card needs to have their say on, and needs to either be seconded or whatever. Someone makes it, you know, alludes to it. Everyone pulls out their phone and just votes. I agree or I
2: disagree. So, but somebody had to make the call to start with.
1: Well, it could be something as simple as it might be ob. Your phone just gets a ding. A call's been made. It doesn't tell you who made it. It doesn't tell you where it came from. It's all on the phone. So people are on their phone walking down the fairway anyways. Mm -hmm. Right? So you just type in, that was longer than 30 seconds. Boop.
0: Or a footfall. Bing.
1: Or a footfall. It pops up. The player who the rule's being called against can't vote because obviously the rule's being called against them. Mm -hmm. Everyone else can pull their phone out and be like, oh, anonymous caller, yes or no. I agree. I second or no. The PDGA has access to who voted what.
2: But it's, what if it's unanimous and the player's going to know anyways who voted the what?
1: The player wouldn't know if it was unanimous. But that scenario, it's still less awkward than having to look a player in the eye and saying, I second. That's true. Because you do it on your phone. Uh, the PDGA, for, per their rules, to make sure and confirm that this is only happening with players on the card and not some you know technologi- technological error, your PDGA number will be linked to the PDGA data. But within the app, you can't see who voted what.
2: You should call it star 67.
1: No, I like anonymous caller. Okay, um, and so this allows you basically on any on any card you ever find yourself on when you're presented with the rules call, you can now make it without everyone knowing you made it.
2: That was a fun idea, but I, I, think I was in until you shut down my name idea like that, and you said, "Trevor, you're stupid." Didn't say that, and so I'm out now. Star uh, sixty-seven
1: doesn't apply to directly what this is. Well, it's I, anonymous caller, but this is like you're anonymously calling
0: a rule. Yeah. Let me star first. Let me first you're not say, Star sixty-seven a rule. Let me first say, um. I think it's a great idea. All the qualms I have with it are just because of the specific scenario you said where it makes it to where it's uh, like a anonymous situation. Mm-hmm. But all of those doubts that I have are met with the how actually practical it is to just be used, period. I think that it's a great I think that's a great system that just should be used, period. Nice. Like I don't think I don't think it necessarily because I, I don't think it completely makes you anonymous because like again, like if everybody says if everyone's unanimous gonna say your truth then he's just gonna murder everybody. But you at least said your truth
1: versus like yeah. I'm intimidated, and I'm like, you know what, yeah, you're in you're in bounds. Yeah. It allows you because you don't know what everyone else voted. So you don't That's know true. it's unanimous till it all turns out. I think it's a great system. I think it should actually be used. Well, our, our end goal, let me explain this to you. We've all seen what the PDJ paid for the rating system.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Our end goal is to develop this proprietary technology that we will then sell to the PDJ to be put into the PDJ Live app. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's um, a great idea. That's the exit strategy. We know they'll pay an arm and a leg, um, and a couple of them. probably three or four arms and legs. And that's where we want to be. So our goal is to get used by approved by the Pro Tour. Uh, we're already in talks with Jeff Springs should be happening not this season the Pro Tour kind of likes to methodically roll things out 2024 season we should be the official app of the Pro Tour and we expect by 2025 to have a call from the PDGA with an offer on our desk that we can't refuse I love it that's like so, an
0: actual product I actually like it if
1: you want to invest and guarantee your future retirement we are in our investing round which round this is our third <laughs> <laughs>
2: This is round three. It's getting pretty. I love serious. it. We I'm sold in.
1: Out. I'm
0: in. He's in.
2: I I think that this reinforces cowardice, and so I say I'm out.
0: I don't no. like what it does for humanity. You know, I feel like people need to be better about talking to yeah. people. Well, our app is. I care more about money, that. baby. So our our app, I'm
1: in. <laughs> our app isn't causing that. Our app is just joining the noise that's already out there that's you know but some
0: say
2: i'm in if you're not if you're not for it you're against it you know i'm in man let's take it to the moon baby all right there you have it i'm actually i'm honestly like i'm low-key scared that somebody's gonna develop this behind our back so i feel like we need to make a claim go ahead trevor make the claim intellectual property claimed for hunter for hunter
1: no please make this go ahead i mean it's a really simple system uh already developed it
2: surely over the app store it out
0: yeah someone i can already feel someone making pyro technology it's
2: basically just make a google doc
1: yeah essentially all right hopefully you enjoyed this episode it went very long but hey
2: that's what we do. That's
1: what we do over here. We turn <laughs> nothing to something. You know what I'm saying? That's
2: what we do, dog. Come on. Uh, we we turn. only have one more episode before All Star we Weekend. One more episode
1: Woo! before All Star Weekend. Our All Star Weekend's going down this week. Heck You'll see it yeah. next week. Pretty electric. Robbie C. Brody's coming in town. Can't uh, wait. The Foundation Charleston guys. store's coming up. Love um, those guys. It's going to be electric. Uh, we have a baseball stadium and a football stadium rented out, ready to roll. Um, we're very excited. Will you it be, be better too. than
0: the Pro Tour All-Star Weekend? I'm not going to make claims. Yes, I will. Make I will. It's going to be way better. You'll be able to find it on YouTube. Way better. Way better. Better talent, better coverage,
2: better pizza.
0: <laughs> Papa, Papa John's. John's. <laughs> we'll see you in the next one.